Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezicki. Welcome to Growing in Grace. Hi, I'm Joel Brzezicki, along with my friend Mike Kapler. Now, uh, the two of us together work at a radio station in Waterloo in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and we've I uh, just love doing the radio thing for, for several years each. Uh, Cap, uh, you've been in it a little bit longer than I have. But uh, one one thing that, uh, w- while working at this radio station, Cap and I obviously met each other, and we would have these conversations uh, several years ago, and it would always be about God's grace and his love for us and how he's not angry with us anymore and how he just the wonderful things that he's done for us because he loves us so much and it just naturally kind of led both of us into into doing this uh this program which we call growing in grace thanks to dave lesniak who's a the wonderful person who kind of produces things makes everything work out excellently thanks uh thanks to dave and uh, thanks to steve mcveigh of course also for for having this whole uh, Grace Walk Radio thing, uh, but Cap, uh, we just like to talk about this stuff, and, and every week it seems like there's just more and more to talk about. <laughs> well, it is great, and it's wonderful having the Grace Walk website and all that's on it uh, in, involved. You know, where you can just sit there in your home or wherever you're at. Don't do it at work on company time, but uh, just with the click of a mouse, you can access this incredible information about the gospel. And we've talked before, Joel, about the fact that this this teaching that uh, we focus on that is often referred to as as a grace walk movement, if you will. I don't I don't really like the word movement because it implies that it's temporary, and uh, yet there's this um, uh, this movement taking place here. Uh, I think in our country and around the world that has uh, caused people to come to the realization that there's more than what we've been taught with the uh, uh, much of the legalistic foundations that we've been raised in in our Christianity. And uh, this isn't just a topic. Uh, when we're talking about grace, we're talking about the, the crux of the gospel here. This is something that we can talk about and grow in in, in our knowledge of and, and understanding. Uh, because sometimes, you know, when, we're, we, when we go to hear our pastor speak on Sunday, we wonder what series he's going to teach on this week. Well, will it be grace this week? Or will it be something about, you know, Isaiah next week? I mean, you know, the the list goes on and on about all the different things and subjects and topics that somebody can talk about while they're teaching the Bible. Um, Really, everything that should be taught from the Bible should come from what we're discussing here. And I don't mean just on this program. I mean grace in general and and the grace walk, if you will. Well, I like what you're saying, Cap, because everything in this life, uh, I mean, everything coming to Christ, coming to know Him, uh, getting to know the person of Jesus Christ on a daily basis, uh, working the works that he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, everything in this Christian life is the whole, I mean, the only way that it can be done is by his grace. He's not relying on us to do these things, but rather we're relying on him to work his, you know, his power in and through us from the moment we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed, and, and His grace covers us really 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's nothing in this life that is not done apart from God's grace. Jesus did say, you know, apart from me, you could do nothing. And so we like to focus on that. We like to focus on the fact that it's it's not us, but it's God's power working in us. 
it's God's grace 100% of the time, uh, all all the time. Well, the last couple of times we got together, Cap, we were kind of talking about we were talking about God's will, and we had talked about that there was a mystery in past ages, and the mystery has been revealed God's will for us that we're in. Christ Jesus, and I guess I don't know if we're going to kind of continue with that today. We we got some uh, things that we can talk about uh, that are along the lines of of God's will for us. Uh, not I'm, I'm not talking about the the moment by moment things that God would have us do with our lives. I'm talking about you know God's general will for mankind that people be found in Christ Jesus, not having righteousness that's their own but righteousness, which is God's own righteousness. I was looking up a few things, and there, there's just so many things that we can find in the Old and New Testament that talk about God's plan for mankind being being in Jesus Christ. Not just the, the Jews only, but the mystery revealed. The, the Gentiles, too. You and I, Cap, anyone who would call upon the name of the Lord could be found in Jesus Christ. And, and God did that for us uh, because he loved us. And we talk a lot about how do we get saved? How does this happen? But one question, and, and actually I got this question from listening to Steve McVeigh's Garments of Grace series, which is a really excellent series. You can get it at the website, grace, gracewalk.org. Uh, why did God save us? Was there a specific reason? Was, was he just in a good mood that day or, or, or what? But it's, it's a good question for us to think about. Well, that's a good question, but what I want to know is, what's the answer? <laughs> I mean, I love good questions, Joel. I want good answers, all right? All right, well, if I give you the answer, will you be quiet? No, I'm sorry. I guess I've been doing all the talking so far. <laughs> but, uh, so why? You know, why would God even, you know, want to save us and, and really... I was looking at Ephesians 2, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love for us, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, I mean, even when we were sinners and, and, and walking in a direction that was totally the opposite of, of the way God would have anybody to walk in, he made us alive together with Christ. And Ephesians 2, 4 says, By grace you have been saved. And he raised us up together, made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. It's all centered around his love and his kindness toward us. Mm. Well, it's good stuff. I mean, you know, I, one verse that comes to mind when we're talking about the will of God in our life, and, and you know, if you're in Christ... Uh, that's the will of God for your life. Now, I know it's easy to sit there and say, but I want to know what God's will is for this job situation or who I'm supposed to marry or whether I'm supposed to have kids or, you know, should I take this trip? Uh, should I make this investment? Uh, and the list goes on. And, and that's not to say that you shouldn't seek God's guidance during those things, but don't confuse some of the activities that take place in the course of your life. Don't confuse that with whether you're in God's will or not. Um, and we talked a little bit more in detail about that, about sometimes how you lose direction and God gets you back on the path. We've talked about that here in the past couple of programs. But one verse that, that just popped into my head as you were talking a few minutes ago, Joel, um, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And uh, that, that's the will of God. You know, there are some people, I, I've heard some strange stuff going on out there. Some people even wonder whether certain people... 
uh, whether it's God's will for them to be saved. Maybe they weren't one of the quote-unquote chosen ones and so forth. And we can get so sidetracked because of some of the legalistic teaching that we've been brought up under. And it doesn't matter what your church background is. We've all been exposed to it to, to a certain degree. It's so easy to get your mind off of what is real uh, what is really the, the, the truth of the gospel. And uh, it's, it's God's will that nobody should perish, that everybody would come to the knowledge of, of the salvation in Jesus Christ. Um, we went through some verses in Colossians. You know, I, I find myself and many others, and this is a subject we've probably talked about, it's probably one we'll continue to talk about from time to time. When we pray, so often we are seeking things that have already been given to us, that we've already been declared to have in Christ Jesus. For example, I was looking in First John uh, chapter 2. The Bible tells us that you, you who are in Christ, you have an anointing from the Holy One. Um, and then a few verses down from that, it goes on to talk about that anointing. The anointing which you have received from Him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And uh, you know what? I'll tell you a little secret. I was listening to somebody pray a little earlier this morning. We were praying together in a small group. And they kept saying, Lord, just be with us today as we do this, and be with us as we do that. And, And of course, you know, I know where they're coming from, and I'm not trying to be critical here. I'm just pointing something out that we always seem, especially, I think, in group prayers, because people tend to get a little bit nervous and they don't know what to say. But, you know, here's somebody saying, Lord, just be with us. Well, do we have to ask God for that? When Jesus himself said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah, where'd he go? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the bottom line here, I guess, that I'm trying to let you know today, if you're struggling with um, wondering where you're at with God today or where God is with you, um, I can bring you some assurance from, from the scripture that says he is always with you, he is pleased with you, he has declared you his. And uh, being in Christ, you're in God's will. There's so much to that. There's so much to, I mean, there, God has already done, you know, getting back to what, and kind of going along with what you're saying about the things that we pray for that God has, has already provided for us. I mean, when he, when he placed us in Christ Jesus, Everything that we need for godliness, for righteousness, for truth, for wisdom. You know, the Bible says Jesus Christ is to us wisdom. It's not, you know, it's not a matter of seeking God for all these things, but God has given us all of these things, and it's really a matter of letting this stuff work out of us as as we seek not so much God to do things, but we seek God. Uh, another thing Steve was talking about in the Garments of Grace series is that there's you know lots of spiritual gifts god has given each person spiritual gifts when we came to know jesus christ god gave us these gifts and we try so hard to find out god what's my spiritual gift what's what's my gift and and we seek the gifts rather than seeking to know god and and i i think what steve was saying in this series was that in this daily relationship with god we won't have to wonder we won't have to worry what gifts he's given us but they'll just come out of us because we're walking in the Spirit. We're walking in this union, in this relationship with Christ Jesus on a day-by-day basis. And it's, it's a matter of abiding in Him, His words in us, rather than trying to worry about and fret and wonder about, you know, am I fulfilling God's will for my life? 
And I, I, another wonderful verse. I mean, we talk about victory in Jesus. We talk about triumphing and overcoming. And uh, what you were saying, Captain, these things that have already been given to us. In 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. That tells me several things. I mean, it tells me, for one, it's God who leads us in triumph in Christ. It's God who diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. We're kind of along for the ride, and we get to enjoy the fruit of all of that. But really, it's a matter of you know, his indwelling life in us, giving us that triumph and the victory. And speaking of victory, you know, in first, you were, I think you were talking uh, from reading from First John in First John five four, uh, whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world: our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So in Christ Jesus, through our faith, through simply believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, we have the victory uh, already given to us. God does it, does it through us. Yeah, we can't take any credit for it. Well, Joel, just a little less than 30 seconds left. We'll wrap things up for this one. Well, thank you for listening this week to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, my friend Mike Kapler. Uh, together we talk about this uh, wonderful grace of God every week. And if you want to check out some more, uh, my website is graceroots.org, graceroots.org. And there's just a few little things on there. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, ask a question or leave a comment, uh, you can leave a message through there, graceroots.org. Well, thanks again for listening, and we'll be back again with you uh, next week for Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.